If you're always on the go like myself and don't have time to sit down and read, Audible.com is a great source to be able to catch up on the latest bestsellers. Listen to it while on the road or at the gym. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Audible carries Audible books in every genre imaginable business, classics, history, self development, just to name a few. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash replay and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Currently, I am listening to the classic One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Black Fish, Blue Fish, Old Fish, New Fish. Okay, that's、This、genius. Go to audible.com slash replay. That's audible.com slash replay and get started today. This next person we're interviewing, we wanted to、uh, bring someone from Google. Last year we had Sergey in the self driving car,、um, and Google's clearly one of the most important companies in the internet space. And this particular executive,、um, I think it's really important this year given all the scrutiny of Google's business going forward.、Um, it's also, he's also someone I've actually known for almost 25 years.、Um, I started covering、uh, the internet when I was five, obviously.、Um, But、uh, he's he, at Netscape. I met him at Netscape、uh, when Netscape was in its、uh, great rise and then subsequent fall.、Um, and he's always been a lovely guy, and he's, he's now running all of business at Google. Omid Kordesani. Number. How are you? Thank you. So,、um, I was just saying how young we were back then. <laughs> It was a long time ago. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, no problem. Great、um, to be here. What, what were you doing at Netscape then? I forget. You were head of sales or? So, I started on the、uh, strategic licensing side of the business when we could actually back then charge for software like a browser,、right. and then Microsoft、right. made it free. And、uh, then we had this big struggle to actually. Realize yes, that, that. we need some to... sort of monopoly case. <laughs> we actually had to reinvent the company into this online services company. So I was running all sales and business development、right. with Mike Homer. That's、friend. right. Yes, my, the wonderful Mike Homer,、yes. um, who we miss very much.、Um, Thank you, by the way, for the wonderful piece on Dave Goldberg. Oh, wonderful. Your friend. He was a good friend of mine too. Thank you.、Um, so let's talk about now. Why in the world did you come back to Google? <laughs> What was your motivation? Because you know, you're a wealthy man, you were there very early to Google. You had retired, sort of, or retired essentially. I took a break、uh, for personal reasons. I、uh, wanted to focus on my family. And,、uh, That sounds like when someone gets fired, but go ahead. <laughs> and,、uh, but I stayed connected with the company. So Larry asked me to stay invi-、uh, involved as an advisor. And what was that? And, what did、uh, that entail? I always just spending、that. friendly time with him. You know, every other month or so, I would come into the company, spend lunch with him or a couple hours with him, just talk about what was on his mind, some of the challenges he had. Mm-hmm. And、um, just provide input that I thought may be helpful to him. And so we always stay connected as friends and as a very friendly advisor. And、uh, I took some time off, and it was wonderful just having this calendar that I could control finally for the first time in my life.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, spend time、uh, with entrepreneurs just as advisor.、Uh, and uh, uh, then a lot of passion for sports golf,、mm-hmm. tennis, yoga, <laughs> all that good things. And、uh, 
Uh, Larry called me last summer when Nikesh was uh, leaving. Were you living in London at this point? Or? No, I was back uh, in, in California. I was also joining, I joined the board of Spotify at the time. That's and, right. And Vodafone. You wrote about it. So I stay connected, obviously, to, to the business world in, in different ways. And uh, when Larry called back, uh, I said, look, I don't, I don't even know if I can do this job. You know, the company has tripled roughly. I left when it was 20 billion and roughly 20,000 employees and roughly had tripled on all those metrics. Right. So uh, I said, I can't, I don't even know if I can do the job. Let me come back and, and see how I can help. Why did you want to do it? What was the... I, I love the company and I love the people there. Right. And I came back uh, on an interim basis right. and uh, just fell in love with the company again. The, the, and you know, the, perspective, the perspective you get also when you have a break yeah. is that uh, all the problems are interesting. You know? So the issues we have or the challenges we have are all interesting and, uh -huh. and then the, the enthusiasm in the company, this um, marvelous uh, desire to have impact in the world uh, is there. And Why did you leave in the first place? I mean, it's interesting to come back. I mean, it's, some people don't do that. They yeah, I, you know, I left, uh, honestly, because uh, I'd never stopped in my life before. I was an immigrant. I lost my father was when I was very young, uh, moved to this country and barely made uh, ends meet and uh, focus on education and hard work, and I had never stopped in my life. I'd never taken a pause, and it was a wonderful time to do that. And, uh, and I thought Google was in a great position. You know, you reach this point where your senior management is ready to move on. So Cheryl Sandberg, who used to work for me, went to Facebook, Tim Armstrong went to AOL, and I felt like it's time for the next level of leadership in the company to rise, and that's when I decided it's a good time to leave. And, uh, and it was just ironic that five years later, it was an opportunity to come back. Right. So what did he, how did he convince you to do it? Just that you thought it would be challenging for you. You were ready for challenge. Yeah. And I, I just decided to, uh, uh, to really be honest with myself and listen to my heart. Came back and decided to see, can I add value? Uh, do I still enjoy the place? And um, is the job interesting enough? And, uh, and all of those were true. And the, pe the people of Google, the employees are really incredible. Our partners, our customers so are really interesting. You're also at Google at a probably a more challenging time, that it's people are starting, Wall Street's starting to get nervous about things. Um, Peter Kafka wrote me a memo of things to ask you, which was really helpful. And the first line was, search is so boring. Um, and, but it's your, it's your engine. But it's, it's, the, it, it's sort of the, is that the old Google? But Because it, it's paying for everything else. All yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I don't see it that way because I feel like uh, the the mission of the company, which we all know, hopefully, uh, it, it, it's it's this. What is uh, the mission of the company now under you? It's is... it's really still organizing the world's information, and I view it as the, the the way that we access this information has changed. So this transition to mobile that we all talk about is very real. We now have more mobile searches happening on Google in our top ten countries. So mm -hmm. that transition has happened for us. But they're not as lucrative, correct? Is it a more challenging environment? The monetization level is different, but right. but uh, we're. Can you talk about how different? What's the? You know, it depends by category. So it depends by vertical. You know, certain categories is actually equal or even higher. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think uh, we what we consider we, uh, in, on the business side, we're really good at, and on the technology side as well, is that we understand intent. Mm -hmm. We really understand. And Larry's original mission was uh, ideally you can. You know, Google could read your mind and give you the answer that you're looking for, mm -hmm. and uh, and with mobile devices, that's even more true today. You know, they're next to us. It's, uh, you know, we all talked about it. It's the first thing we look at in the morning, and mm -hmm. some of us sleep in bed with it. And mm -hmm. and all of us, all, all of us here do. Just so you know, everyone here. It's an impressive audience here. Yeah, and no, uh, losers really. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. True. <laughs> Factual. But um, so we understand that uh, intent, and 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 that job for us is actually very interesting to solve that problem. The world of apps today 
has uh, created in some ways these walled gardens. And mm -hmm. for us, it's an interesting challenge to go uh, find the answer that you're looking for in different ways and be more predictive. And uh, you know, Google now and trying to figure out when you arrive in a city, um, how's the traffic looking? What is the places you should check out? What do you, where do you imagine your desktop business being? Where, where, what is happening to that? Because that's been the driver of much of your revenue. Uh, continues to be. Yeah, it, it, it's a big part of our revenue, but uh, the highest growth now is in all these other categories. The high, highest growth in our areas of focus is in mobile, is in video, is in programmatic. Um, um, uh, play and, uh, uh, is a huge opportunity and great success for us. Uh, the Google for Work business and cloud computing is fantastic. You know, Evan was here yesterday mm -hmm. and, you know, they run on Google Cloud right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all these new businesses that uh, are really exciting. Do you, do you imagine an end for that search business or change? I think change, definite change. Just on these different platforms. Yeah, on these different platforms, the way search uh, is going to get integrated in different ways. We have indexed now about uh, 30 billion links within apps. So. We're trying to be very helpful to, to our users by understanding how they're spending their time, not just on the web, mm -hmm. but on, within these apps. And do, do you think Wall Street understands that? What's, what is your relationship with them? Because they start, they'll start to talk about, the, it's starting to be a meme, like the search business is going to be, so similar to what happened to Microsoft, the software business, the desktop business. Do you think that's true? I think it's. I think we, as we keep executing here and show more results, and tomorrow Sundar and uh, his talk at I/O will just show us uh, the progress we're making on, on the various fronts on the product side. Uh, in some ways, obviously, we're a bigger company, and uh, a lot of the exciting companies. Uh, um, um, you know, I loved Brian's talk just right before us. Uh, um, uh, some of these new models are, are exciting for the street to focus on and for the press to talk about, but we are very excited within Google on everything that's happening there. And then we have this natural curiosity that you know also, which mm -hmm. leads us to all these other areas that right. we're investing in as well. I, I do want to hear about that yeah. as you as a business person. Sure. Uh, we won't go quite to moonshots yet in the, okay. in the crazy side of the company. Not the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the where are we going to make money someday? So where do you see the most comments? Because sometimes it feels like there's nothing Google doesn't want to get into. Nobody's beeswax that they don't want to get into. Um, where do you think the most promising areas of growth for you going forward as a business person? So I'm very excited about our core business. I, I think um, the, the core business, again, changing with uh, mobile transition, with video being so important, that, um, programmatic buying, um, if I make quote my friend Tim Armstrong. You know, years ago he used to say we need the CMO dashboard so the CMOs could figure out how to allocate their, their spending uh, in marketing. And finally those visions are coming together. And, uh, uh, and the products are there now and, and our uh, partners, our agency, advertising agencies, our customers figuring out how do we make this whole ecosystem work is a big area of focus for us. So um, You're talking about the search box or just getting your advertisers to the right people? Getting the advertisers to the right people. Right. And then on search, search front, the same, the same challenge you know, as the world has shifted to mobile, as we are now in this balance of mobile web and apps trying to make sense of all that for users. Uh, I mean, if you think about it today, uh, in some ways this apps world is so primitive. I and mean, it, mm -hmm. it was the great vision that Steve had and mm -hmm. the, what he created with iPhone. And, and then the world is kind of just starting to grapple with what's possible, really. I mean, it's, it, in some ways, it's so primitive that you have to leave one app to go to another, to do another thing, and to search for a piece of information that you need to come back and paste into right. this other app. Is the search box, when is that going to be over, and the, and the words? Like, what do you imagine replacing it? Because the idea of, t to me, I think in 20 years, typing a word into a box will seem insane. Yeah. Or, or Just silly. like driving a car, would, I think. Well, as yes. Well, well, <laughs> we'll get to that. You have your way. <laughs> uh, but I think um, 
the, the way it's going to change is the way you're already seeing the early starts of this, you know, these search assistants, if you will, or uh, applications like Google Now, where it's more predictive, it understands you, mm -hmm. it, um, you know, given the permissions you give it, it can be very helpful to you. Uh, that our job is then to make sense of this technology, sense, make sense of where this information resides, and be able to get the answers like you used to, where you had to type it. We can now be more predictive. Use voice. You know, Google Voice today is very, very powerful. It has uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, all these things that we're employing now to and deploying in these apps to make this experience really be powerful. So, commerce. Area Google has been in for, all, I mean, yes. what was it, frugal, whatever, whatever you did. You had a bunch <laughs> of Forgotten all that. Frugal, that remember that? Yes. You were gone that period. Um, <laughs> I was there. But you were I there. But does it ha what are the aspirations in commerce and payments for Google? Because they've tried it in six different ways. It hasn't been as successful as other well, I think several things is happening, right? First of all, 90% of commerce is still offline. Mm -hmm. And um, these mobile devices are perfect for discovery and guiding you to mm -hmm. where you want uh, your products uh, and finding the products you want, uh, comparison shopping, uh, finding the best price, the closest near you. The number of queries that have um, this proximity question in it for us has doubled mm -hmm. uh, year over year. Like the people that ask for near me or uh, mm -hmm. uh, where can I buy something. So the, uh, the focus for us is just, again, figure out how, how do we make this friction go away for the users so that how, they can find the best answer. Can people think of Google answer. like that? Why isn't there a buy button? I mean, the way there's a like button or something. This guy, there is going to be a buy button soon, and, and we're introducing when? it the ad products. It's actually imminent right okay. now. It's, it's right. starting to And And your launch. goal is to, what, be Pinterest? Or what is the... No, it, it's, it's still to be a very fast connector of... Uh, our users to the information that's out there. How so, do you look at a site like Pinterest? Is that search? I or think it's, it's a wonderful idea, and and uh, they um, I think it's this discovery of content as well as uh, um, now they're finding ways to monetize that. Which is, is that wonderful. a threat to Google? That kind of search paradigm? You know, I was having this conversation with Daniel Eck. You know, I joined the board, and he was just in the Bay Area and visiting with me. And, and he's here. Uh, yeah, he's here. Yeah. Hi, Daniel. And. Uh, we talked about this. You know, I talked to him about music and uh, the threats to him. And we both have the same mentality. This market is big enough that uh, the true entrepreneurs don't think of it that way as a threat. We think of it as growing the opportunity here. We still have only 3 billion people on the internet, right. um, a billion of which are using YouTube, by the way, which right. is pretty amazing. Well, I want to get to YouTube. And, yeah. And, uh, well, so I think people just, see you as a threat, not... Pinterest. I mean, do you see Pinterest as a threat? No, no, no. Yeah. So, so my, what I mean is this, the different ways that uh, this uh, media is being consumed on internet. I mean, you, you heard about it this morning uh, from Jonah and um, BuzzFeed folks. They, the, uh, it's all changing, and there's no one right answer here. You know, the, they started thinking they're going to have the content on, on on BuzzFeed, but then realized that it's all about the sharing. Right. So, uh, and it's this focus on the user that we have that's okay. that's so important. It's just how do how do you, how do we get them to the content and the media that they want to consume, to the commerce they want to do, uh, to the video they want to see in a very fast, seamless way. How, let's go through YouTube, Android, a couple of things. Let's talk about YouTube. You feel that it's where it needs to be as a product. You own it for what? Almost ten, a long yeah, time. Ten years anniversary. Ten years, just right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it in the right place, or where does it have to go in terms of monetization, in terms of customer experience? There's been all these exciting video products coming out. It's still the largest. It's still yeah. the biggest. I wouldn't say it's the best necessarily experience. So uh, first of all, I'm really excited about Susan's vision. So she has a really Susan great Wojcicki. Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of uh, YouTube, uh, and a dear friend from day one at Google. 
So she has a really clear vision on how she's going to take the service, and we've learned a lot. Uh, so you'll see both the, uh, the service and its functionality change. You'll see the business model evolve. Uh, uh, and then we're having great success um, selling the advertising and doing the monetization today. Um, the, the, the watch time continues to increase. Uh, the mobile usage continues to increase. Um, the, uh, the reach How of the product is How do you assess your efforts amazing. to get creators more on it and to monitor? Do you think you've been a good partner to them? Some of them don't. Yeah, The monetization is great. What's happening is the actual usage is so high now that if you look at the monetization per, uh, per, uh, per user, uh, they see that rate changing and declining in some areas. Uh, but that's only because the usage is so high. So we just got to do a better job of uh, monetizing um, uh, bigger and better. And all the conversations I'm having with agencies and customers of ours, they want to do more there. They want to do more collaboration with these creators. We just, I was just at the Brandcast event in New York, and uh, it, was, it was just incredible. You see these creators, the kind of success they have, the kind of following they have. The fans were lined up since 5 a.m. Uh, for the chance to take pictures with their favorite uh, uh, creators. You meet them and you talk to them. They, some of them have you know, 10 million people following them. They don't look at themselves as celebrities. They look at themselves as this the, community is my friends. Do you think you've been a great partner to them? Because you think you've given them what they need to be? Because it's still relatively disorganized, doesn't feel like a place, or it is searchable and everything, but do you feel like it will evolve into something else? Yeah, it, it definitely is going to evolve. It's going to look much more interactive. It's going to look much more engaging, and we've uh, learned a lot. And I think the point I was trying to raise is the creators really love it, and the audience that's there, that they're reaching, um, again, the metrics, you've heard some of them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 18 to 49-year-olds, it's uh, the largest yes. uh, reach we have compared to any U.S. cable network. So. What, what's happening is, is wonderful there, and it's growing. And you're right, the service needs to evolve and become even more Will Google ever create content, the way we were talking about this morning, create shows, the way Amazon's doing? or Not right now. We're not focused on that. We're really focused on Not right it. now. You could. But, I mean, I just yeah. who knows where every, everything right. is going to lead. But right now, we're really focused on evolving the service, the, working with the as creators a as a platform, working with the creators to make sure that uh, they're receiving the kind of monetization they're looking for. Uh, working with the advertisers so that they can now understand this better. We had a CMO of Universal there talking, uh, and he's part of NBC and Comcast, and mm -hmm. he was just raving about the success they have with uh, low-budget movies that they, uh, they spent uh, uh, marketing on YouTube uh, and uh, having the most profitability uh, compared to some blockbusters that they have launched. So it's a very, very powerful platform. So Android, yes, the monetization there. Some people feel that you know Apple's sucking up every bit of profit um, from their phones. What does Google have to do to get more profit out of Android, which is everywhere? It's, uh, I think Apple's at 93%, some enormous number. Yeah. So Apple does a wonderful job in the, in the premium category. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they're also operating in certain markets where, like China, where there's just tremendous success there that they reported this last quarter. And, uh, um, well, we have a very different approach to this, which is, which is we want devices at various price points. We want uh, uh, people that can't afford the most highest end products to have access to the same level of uh, powerful devices that connects them to the world. Uh, Android One that we announced now is in seven countries, uh, and so people uh, from Bangladesh to you know, Philippines can now afford these devices. Um, we have uh, you know, 60 OEMs, hundreds of devices, about um, 
uh, uh, activation numbers that we see. Uh, right, the, I get that. It's sort of that like the talk. Microsoft idea. Yeah. It's like you're everywhere, but in you're a, not making the money in Microsoft did. No, no, in a funny way, you're right. It's, it's that we have this much more diverse set of offerings, mm -hmm. uh, reaching a lot more people around the world. It's, it's, um, we have premium, obviously, uh, products, uh, but it's through partnerships. So we don't control it end-to-end -end like mm -hmm. Apple does. Uh, so we have to make these partnerships be successful, and then we have to work with them to make the experience for the users mm -hmm. uh, uh, as great as possible. Uh, but we're having great monetization. The search monetization on mobile so is fantastic. So it's for search for other products that you have. Exactly. The, 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 is it a Trojan horse idea, or that like we just want to be everywhere so then our services can be? You know, we just... Because uh, that is vulnerable to other people just forking it. It is. It is. It is um, the, the platform is, 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 when you don't control every aspect of it, it's, it's an open source product. Uh, it is more vulnerable. On the other hand, we just have to do a better job innovating there. And uh, mm -hmm. again, you'll see Sundar talk about that tomorrow more. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and then we have to do a good job monetizing and making these services available. Uh, and the, the, the experience I have on these devices is, is, is incredible. I mean, I, I have, I'm using the Samsung They're great devices, right now. just Google's not making a lot of money from them. Like, that, you, you think, how much, I mean, when Apple's making all this money, I'd get the premium yeah. product idea, but it's really quite a deal. Yeah, but they sell a hardware product, right? So Apple right. sells a hardware product that you sell a high uh, margin, right. high, uh, right. high end product, you show a high revenue. Um, so our model is very different. Mm -hmm. It's about monetizing search. It's about monetizing the apps that now the world has access to. Um, it's a great business. Yeah. So. so talk a little bit about the, the, the more far-ranging things. And I want to talk a little about working with Larry. We've got a little time because you worked with Larry 1, and now you're with Larry 2. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the different Larrys. Um, let's first talk about uh, the moonshot stuff. Are you in charge of monetizing that, or is that just? No, so we really are trying to, I, I am involved with it in the sense that as a management team, we agree on an envelope for these uh, investments. So right. we agree on how much we're gonna invest in these areas, and, and then as much as possible, let them take advantage of Google as much as the, the, the people in charge of them uh, would like to, but at the same time, leave them free to innovate. Do you and, think that's still a good idea? Or at some point, Wall Street's gonna start to get annoyed by, oh, we're working on an invisibility cloak. We'll get there, that kind of thing. But but there's already great success. So we license, for example, the, the Smart Lens product to mm -hmm. Novartis. Uh, mm -hmm. We're having great progress with the self-driving cars. You know, the, tri uh, the mm -hmm. tests are going to start soon. Uh, we have uh, um, great uh, AI work that happened in some mm -hmm. of the Google Earth projects that comes back to Google stuff. and the robotics work. So. Um, I just love that spirit of the company that, you know, and it's how Larry thinks and how Sergey thinks, which is there are all these problems in the world that in some ways are too small today or too small in general for a big enterprise like pharmaceuticals to invest in. But uh, if I put a few million dollars in here and really see if I can apply technology here and our thinking and our innovation to improve it, wouldn't it be wonderful? So, do they come to you and say, "Hey, Omid, monetize this. This here's a, this, or what?" Do you no, I mean, we sit together and then we provide advice. Let's say on um, uh, how we could maybe structure a partnership. Right. Uh, but in general, what, what we try to do is have these organizations uh, as much as possible be independent. Given you're the chief business officer, say, how do you monetize a self-driving car? How does Google monetize that? Where is Google's game the, there? The, Search? The lesson, oh, the lesson I've learned with all of these services over the years, from Netscape days to mm -hmm. uh, before that, uh, uh, all, the, all over the Silicon Valley experiences, is you've got to build it first 
and if the users come, then you'll figure out how to monetize it. That's right. true of all of our uh, friends in the industry from Facebooks of the world and others, where initially everybody says, how are they going to ever monetize something like that? Right. But you've got to build it. You've got to gain users. You've got to gain adoption. Do you imagine you, you all you making that. cars? That's a big business. I don't think so. I think, I think we'll, we'll like to do that through partnerships. And, right. Uh, yeah, you but heard. you're just doing proof of concept. Proof of concept Correct. and then license the technology and work yeah. with partners. And then it'll and, depend on mapping all kinds of things exactly. in the car and services. Um, I wrote in one. It was great. I was, I was thinking you could create a bar and text and drive at the same time. Um, <laughs> you know what's but, funny about these cars is you, the, when you first sit in them, you're very nervous, right? Yeah. And then after a while, it's kind of boring because it's so good at following the law. It just <laughs> yeah. stays in the lane, observes the speed limits, observes the distance in front of you. Uh, uh, so I tried to get it to run over Chris Umson, so it didn't. I tried to I I keep the, going, keep going. The product going. you highlighted, the, yes, the uh, exactly. next car, is, yeah. uh, is not going to have any issues with self-driving cars. Well, no, I no wanted to see place. if it would override. We'll get in trouble. Yeah, I was hoping it would override <laughs> to see what would happen. Um, Europe. Yes. How big a risk is that to Google's business? I don't think it's a big risk. I think it's a, it's a serious challenge for us, and uh, we're very focused on it. We have great business in Europe, great users in Europe. The metrics are off the charts for us. What is the challenge is that uh, um, we need to spend time, uh, in which we are heavily, with uh, the proper channels there to make sure we understand the objections they have and, and, and deal with them. So it's one of these, it's not the end of the story. We have to How really successful do you think you've been? Because they've been, they look like they're on a collision course with Google. Yeah, but you know, I've, I, I spent a lot of time here. I've lived there, I, I worked there, I was on a board at Vodafone, uh, Spotify as well, briefly. and. Uh, First of all, Europe is going through this very difficult period. They had this long recession for a long time, and the, there's just the start of a recovery that's happening. So you have these great, successful American companies, highly profitable with these global platforms that um, uh, are, are, are basically at the center stage of the focus and saying, why is this not happening in Europe? Now, in reality, it is happening in Europe. Companies like Spotify started from there. and, and uh, um, I see a lot of great entrepreneurs there. Uh, we've acquired companies there. So it's, I think that the challenges are frankly more with uh, the European laws evolving, the European single marketplace evolving, and that this open competition uh, actually taking hold rather than more restriction and more regulation. Well, so. maybe they don't think it's open. Maybe, you know, they, you know, I know yeah. President Obama made that argument to me is, oh, yeah. they're not doing as well, and so they're trying to stop it. I mean, you might just be terrifying to them having 90% or not. What, what's your number in Europe right now? Of search uh, depends on the country, but in some countries it is pretty high. You know, yeah. I, I actually talked to one of my ninety-nine percent seems yeah. to show up a lot of places. Well, you know, I, I talked to one of my employees from Germany recently, mm -hmm. and I said, um, um, "It must be hard for you, you know, when you have all of this news in the press uh, uh, about Google this and tax issues or that issue, and how uh, uh, how do you feel?" I said, "No, it's tough. You know, your friends kind of talk about this, and it's in the media all the time, and." Mm -hmm. Uh, and obviously, the media also makes a lot out of it. Yes, and it's our fault. You have 99% <laughs> search traffic. No, but that was my question. Yeah. I said, well, are the users stopping to use the service? And they're like, no, they love it. They, they right. love this product. And they love so that's the kind of the paradox, right, mm -hmm. is that uh, we don't go there saying, let's go get 90% market share in Germany or 80% right. market share here. We go there saying, how can we focus on the user to have the best service? But yeah, I get that, but couldn't have, couldn't Microsoft have said that when they were attacking Nike? They love this free Explorer product, 
And you know what I mean? Like that's that's the the flip side of being so powerful. Again, the view there back then, if we all know the story there, right, right. was that uh, the the operating system was the operating system, and products were being bundled with it. Um, I really don't think today that's the case with You don't think Google search. is the operating system of the internet? I don't think it is. Right. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, last, last question. Yeah. I'll leave you off of this and I'll get off of you. Um, <laughs> um, Larry Page. Yes. What was, is there a difference working with him now? Yes. So? <laughs> he said... I think, uh, I think he is uh, his wonderful, curious, uh, idealistic self uh, about changing the world and having impact through technology. You know, he became CEO, so yeah. he, 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 through that process, he um, dealt with a lot of the complexities of the operations of the company. And uh, I think what's wonderful now is uh, seeing him uh, decide how he wants to spend his time. He's still the CEO, but he's very engaged. Uh, he's relying on me to run the business operations. He's re relying on Sundar to really bring all of the product uh, uh, organizations together at Google and have created a really wonderful, seamless approach to how we innovate and bring products to market. And, um, and he wants to spend his time on the innovation agenda of the company. So in that sense, it's not different because he always cared about innovation, but having been a CEO, he now sees how complex this whole equation is and that he's really empowering the leaders to, to, to help him do that. And, and it's wonderful. And we have some amazing company, people around us mm -hmm. um, supporting us from our great board members to advisors like Bill Campbell uh, who uh, is around us. And so some right. amazing set of people that are involved in the leadership of the company. And What kind of leader is he from your perspective? You've known him for so long and he's, he can be a bit of a cipher sometimes. He, he, he is um, data driven and yeah. uh, facts yes. driven, right? Yeah. So uh, it's one of those cases where he, he, he wants to have a conversation when it's about real substance and real uh, innovation, something really interesting. He seems uh, to have uh, gotten a tiny bit of a sense of humor. I was with him when <laughs> Esther Wojcicki's thing was opening up, and I, I have this idea that he should buy the New York Times and let me run it. Um, and so I said, you should, you should buy the New York Times. And he went, I buy the New York Times every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what passes for wit in Silicon Valley. Um, so it was funny. Believe me, when a robot makes a joke, you laugh. Um, you know, so, um, I'll give you one from Sergey. So okay. oh, um, many years ago, we, uh, I was in their office, and Sergey, as usual, likes to do handstands and yeah. all this. And the, assist, the assistant comes in and says, "You know, you have an invitation from uh, from the Queen, and mm -hmm. and there's this event where somebody's going to get knighted." And and then uh, and then I said, "You know, Sergey, you should you should be knighted one day. You know, you deserve to be knighted." He said, no, "I am already. I am Sergey." <laughs> He didn't even get that joke either. <laughs> no. That would be it. Last time I saw him, he was riding a one-wheeled bicycle with no shoes on. So, I mean, you know, there you have it. All right. Um, do you want to be CEO of Google? Would you ever see that? You know, I have to, you have to ask me first. But right. um, I'm happy to help the company in any capacity. I just love the people. I love the company. And I think the mission that we're on is fantastic. So. Uh, I'm, I'm here to stay as long as it feels right and it fits right and I can add value. And that's honestly what I told the leadership when I came back. I said, you know, it's kind of pretty daunting to take over a $60 billion line of business and I have to see whether I can do it and whether there's reception to my ideas and whether I can have the impact. And as long as that's true in whatever capacity it is, I, I'm looking forward to Great. being there. Questions from the audience? Yeah, Bob Peck, Bob Peck, SunTrust. So, Omid, um, Evan was up last night, and he said there's a bubble. I think he meant in the private market side of things, valuations, easier money. Because of that, they can therefore afford to pay uh, more towards top engineers. 
Google and other public companies pay a lot of their top engineers in stock. So because of that, are you seeing a pressure on the stock and losing engineers and talent? And therefore, how do you show Wall Street you care about the stock going forward? How does that manifest? What are the different ways you can show Wall Street you do care about the share price? And lastly, are large acquisitions for Google off ah, the table yes. right now? Thanks. Yeah, what are you buying? Uh, thanks. You know, we, we generally have been most successful when we understand the space or we have a challenge with the space and, uh, and then recognize talent out there and buy smaller teams of, of, of um, uh, brilliant entrepreneurs. Uh, if I go back to YouTube, for example, we had our own video search product, so we really understood it, the space it was well. Just and, awful. And we, but we understood what the challenges are with it. So when we saw YouTube and we saw uh, the, the great founders of YouTube, we we just jumped on that because we recognized that. So that's how how, how we look at it. So know, what are you bad at right now? Uh, many things. Yeah. <laughs> we have to improve across the board, but yeah, that's, so that's what's great. Famous, I mean, I think. But that's what's wonderful about this space. It moves fast, and we've got to get really good at a lot of different areas. You should buy a payments company, but go ahead. <laughs> um, go ahead. Uh, and I, what Wall Street caring about your shares? Google's sort of a little bit, they think that of Google, that they don't care. About. You know, we're hard on ourselves. So we're hard on ourselves, and, and we, uh, so on the product side, you know, there's a lot of great stuff going on, and then a lot of stuff that we want to improve. So we'll, we'll focus on that. So, so the, back to the question on the stock. I think, uh, we never ever sit around watching the stock. So as a management team, we, we, we always view it as if we do a great job with our products and the business, then the stock will uh, play out itself. You heard, uh, you know, I guess Apple have the similar view here. Yeah. So I think that's really the way we, we have to run the company is, is to focus on the users, focus on our customers and partners, and then the rest works itself out. And, and yes, it is very expensive now, and it's very difficult to retain talent because there's so much opportunity. Uh, and you have to start with a great environment for this talent to be empowered and work on interesting stuff, be it engineers or, or business people. And then you have to compensate them really well because it's very competitive. Um, two things. What's can you guys make questions quick so we can get them all, hopefully? What's the status of the deal with Apple? If it's being renewed, when it's going to be renewed, whatever's going to happen with it. And also, when do you start breaking out revenues by different product types of divisions? Because you keep talking about how your CPCs have gone down, and quarter after quarter it was because, well, mobile's not doing well, and then this last quarter it's like, well, now video's doing so well, it's not doing well. So you don't break any of these things out. It makes it very difficult to know what's a success or what's not a success. And sometimes your successes might get counted as failures. Yeah. So I, um, I, by the way, I personally would like to be able to uh, give more visibility into uh, our business. I think it's this balance between uh, if you start doing that and then you start getting measured on every bit of uh, change that happens quarter by quarter, is that going to really hamper your ability to innovate? So we'll follow the law, obviously, and SEC's guidance. And as long as uh, uh, we follow that, I think we'll, we'll get to the right answer because uh, I love to provide more visibility because, frankly, it helps me on the business side to show the progress we're making in, in different areas of the business. But the, 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 Apple deal? the flip side is, is a challenge you will have. The Apple deal, look, we would love to continue our partnership with them, and uh, we're doing our best uh, to, uh, to work with them. And uh, uh, so it, it, that's all I can say at this time. The, the contract is not up for renewal yet, and uh, we would love to figure what out a way to work with them. What do you imagine your chances are? I think the chances are, once again, it comes back to as long as we do a good job for them and respond to them like any other customer, which we a strategic important customer, then uh, we'll have an opportunity to, to renew it. And uh, I think we're confident that we can do a great job in terms of monetization. Is it critical uh, to your business? It's, um, 
you know, it's, the nice thing about our business is it's pretty, it's pretty diversified. So uh, yes, it's important because we love to have our products used by a great company like Apple. So I would love the opportunity to do that and renew that. And in fact, I've visited them and I hope to continue talking to them. Very quickly, so I do want to ask about diversity. Quick, just one more. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Uh, you said that with, you don't see bundling today. Um, you were talking about Microsoft and the antitrust case. Uh, when it comes to the GMS agreement on Android, companies that want Google Maps, that want the Play Store, without which you can't have a competitive Android smartphone, must bundle, I believe, around 20 well, we apps and must make Google search the default. How is that not bundling? How is that different than what Microsoft was doing? You know, because you, you can you can change all of those settings on those phones. You can change the the apps. You can you can you can have access to this world of uh, innovation that's out there. Whereas, uh, um, you know, before you had this operating system that had the majority of market share in the world, and that those products were really were really tied to that to that operating system platform. I mean, today, as we were talking, and you know, Apple has this amazing success with their iPhone system. Android is an open operating system. People are, you know, some people are forking it already and uh, uh, going with different versions of the with the uh, Android operating system. So for us, it's uh, it's this question of, uh, you know, how are we going to make money on these on these devices is by having our services there. Um, but users can change that. You can change all those settings. So diversity, very quickly. Yes. Thank you, by the way, for having that as a no problem. You. Yeah. Google still. Look, we're and all we're right. all terrible at it, and we've got to be honest about it. And I think Google led the way by getting the stats out there. Right. And and it's it's not a silver bullet answer here. We, everybody has to work harder at it. What do they have to do? Um, all the things you talked about today. So you have to, you know, you don't you don't like the word unconscious no, bias, like right? Yeah. So, but that that happens in companies, right? People just right. hire people that look like themselves, and and that you have to. I think it's laziness, is what it is. Then it's laziness. Yes, it's laziness. It's lack of training. It's lack of. Uh, Getting people to really focus on this correctly. We we're spending 150 million dollars on this this year. It's not money by itself is not going to solve it. It's the awareness. It's talking about it all the time. It's training people. It's going to other colleges and the top colleges to recruit uh, because those colleges have their own set of biases. So it's a set of activities that we all have to do to improve the situation, and we've got to be diligent about it and not let it go. Is Silicon Valley a meritocracy? Do you think that is that a myth? I really think it is. You know, I still think that, uh, uh, especially in these kind of companies, I mean, you see these amazing founders today, uh, the way that we talk about their business. Uh, first of all, I'm convinced some of these guys have been on this planet before. Like, yeah. they, they can't be this wise, this young. Mm -hmm. But uh, I really think that uh, uh, to survive in these companies or to add value to them, you have to do a great job. You have to have great merit. And, and I think that's, uh, that's what I see and what I believe in. Mm, but you said these guys. Sorry. That's it was, okay. That, it was All one right. of those. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, exactly. You, unconscious yeah, bias. And, uh, unconscious biases right. we got to fix. <laughs> but you didn't mansplain me, so you win. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Omid Thank Kursani. you for inviting me. Thank you.